Welcome to the newest episode of the Screen Fellows podcast. My name's Brianna. I'm Ben. And I'm Carson. And we're filling in for Ozzy and Carlos this week. In this episode, we will be discussing the new MCU movie, Spider-Man Homecoming. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. All right, guys, so how does it feel to have our post-movie dinner discussion recorded and put on the internet? This is, this is new. I, uh, I don't know what to expect. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> we, always, uh, we always knew we would get here. A lot of hard work and discussion goes into the, these things, so, you know, it's nice to finally get recognized. <laughs> I'm, I'm really scared that, you know, I haven't talked this movie out before I can get my thoughts here on the podcast because this has been the center of my focus for pretty much since I watched the movie. Yes. But I haven't also, slept. No. <laughs> but also since, I mean, since the Sam Raimi franchise ended probably. Basically, uh, mostly because the Amazing Spider-Man movies didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> they, they, don't, they don't deserve any credit existing in the Marvel Universe at all. I, I hated those films. So these movies ex- existing were a, a long time coming since Spider-Man 2 because Spider-Man 3 also didn't exist. Uh, it was another atrocity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And Ben, you've been looking forward to this movie for a while too, haven't you? Oh, I have. Let me tell you, I, along with I think the rest of the human race, has have been thirsty for a new Spider-Man movie that's good. You know, and he's since, a, since I was a kid, he's always been one of my favorite Superheroes, I mean, just like everybody else, but, you know. You're not unique. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Let's get this show on the road. What were your first impressions? Good. (laughs) Pure elation. Yeah. I mean, you leave this movie just being like, yes, we wanted this for so long. This, this is, this is (sighs) Spider-Man. Yeah. (laughs) I almost didn't have any words after the movie. I mean, I, I kind of <laughs> let you guys talk because I was just laying back, you know, just taking in what just happened to me. Like, in my opinion, it was almost a perfect movie, as close as it can get. That is high praise. Mm. Keyword almost, so we have something to, <laughs> yes, something to exactly. talk about. I know. I, I know. I was... Uh, mm. I don't think I was quite as excited as you guys were afterward, but I, I'll be honest. I think that you're, Even. yeah, exactly. I think that your excitement means a, means more though, because I was excited for this movie as a fan of the movies. And I know that at least Carson, you were excited as a fan of the comics. Oh yeah. I mean, I, you know, ever since a kid, I have loved comics and you know, I, I'm not unique obviously, but Spider-Man always was my, my favorite comic. I think that, you know, he, the reason he was almost everyone's favorite comic is he's more relatable. He's more relatable than yeah. any other superhero. And I like that this movie tapped into that relatability that was sort of lacking kind of in the Raimi films and definitely <laughs> uh, in the Andrew Garfield films. I think that is partially because he's 
so much younger he's in this four movie. years old yeah. <laughs> now I, I mean there's still a bit of a gap there because uh tom holland is 21 and he's playing a 15 year old and i don't think he was quite i don't think the character was quite that young in the previous two franchises which mm-hmm. is a strange phrase to say um <laughs> yeah. that we've gotten that many spider-man you, franchises you'd think that it was like spanning from the 40s or something it's like no this has been a 15 year span yeah, this yeah. is one generation and i feel a little cheated yeah uh, because I feel like this movie would, I would have been more excited for this movie if I didn't have two previous versions of him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was almost like Spider-Man movies were cursed. Or or you even know? if there was just one previous uh, rendition. Because you think about it, let's say the second franchise didn't exist. We would have, I think it ended in 2007. It would have been 10 whole years yeah. waiting till this movie. And I mean, I, that would have been well worth the wait. I would have felt like this was a long enough time to give us another movie. I remember thinking when the second franchise came out, I was like, really? Like It's only been five years. Yeah, exactly. Like, this is really soon. And it, it just, like, I don't know, it, it felt uncomfortable, especially since the third movie even sort of ends on a note where you kind of wanted more from the Raimi films. Yeah. Not... Not that we not, wanted the. Uh, not, not that, that we, we wanted. wanted more. Not the that we wanted one. more of Spider-Man Three. No. <laughs> not that we wanted. You know, the fourth one that they were planning. Yes, exactly. I mean, can you imagine how disastrous is how disastrous that would have been if we got that? I mean, maybe Michael Keaton's I villain. I have to think they would have learned from their mistakes. Hmm. I don't I, know. I mean, Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's I, astute observation. I would say that it's actually was it was it was actually more of a relief to see this movie because of those movies because I went in thinking don't mess up another one, you know, <laughs> and I left thinking thank God that they didn't. I'm so relieved. It's so much more of a relief than had yeah. this just been the first Spider-Man movie I'd ever seen. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, I do think that it's probably it's. It's difficult because, I mean, I'll get into this in the negatives, which are coming very soon. Um, right. But I, I think it, it's difficult because um, the first five Spider-Man movies that we've gotten, um, they were really introspective and they were coming of age movies to a certain mm-hmm. extent. This was also a coming of age movie, but it was in a different way. Mm-hmm. And the first, um, the Tobey Maguire movies and the, the uh, Andrew Garfield movies were really introspective and they were really, who am I as a man? Yeah. And this one is a lot more um, Spider-Man is a part of the cinematic universe yeah, now yeah. everybody look and it yeah. was like okay it's serving a different function yeah there, there's something missing in this film I'll definitely think I, I personally accredit the first Spider-Man movie to shaping the entire superhero uh, idea of like putting it to screen it sort of shaped that whole superhero movie theme I agree. it did everything for it and yeah it was cheesy and Greek Goblin's costume is basically a Power Ranger but like but Willem he, Dafoe <laughs> Willem Dafoe <laughs> but he I don't know it, that was I think second to the first Iron Man that was the best origin story I've ever seen put on the screen and it really like it, that movie hit harder than I think this uh, movie did with a few moments that were like Ben's death. Obviously, you couldn't really do that again in this movie, but like Uncle Ben's death was just crazy. Like, you know, he, you realize he sees the fruit of his own mistakes. The um, with great power comes great responsibility scene. 
like was classic but didn't like it felt genuine you sort of get that scene in this movie when tony stark is sort of replacing that role and says without this suit you're or you whatever he said you saw the trailers um by the way for this segment there's no spoilers and I guess we've kind of fallen into the negatives for now. I know. We'll yeah, let you I know. know. Yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah. We, we'll give a warning and we'll do as little of that as we can. We'll pause for 30 seconds so you can run. Exactly. <laughs> so that you can cover your ears. Um, but this movie, I mean, is a very difficult one to talk about with no spoilers. So we'll get there eventually. Um, anyway, I'm sorry. You were saying. No, no. I, I mean, I basically said it. I just want to, like... I wanted to put in my my personal plug for the original Spider-Man movies, saying just go watch them. They they were really excellent. I the, this newest one might be the best one, but I do think that you know the original Spider-Mans. I'm probably going to be comparing this movie a lot to them, which isn't fair to it. But you know, life's not fair. I'm not fair, and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to try to ignore the second franchise as much as I possibly can. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's going to be hard. No, yeah, it's very forgettable. So, mm. all right. Um, Negatives. Let's uh, let's keep this um, foul train rolling. What was uh, what wasn't your favorite about this movie, Ben? Um, you know, it's really nice to know that I have to to think about it before <laughs> I get to that answer. Um, I kind of start off with I I really when I saw his suit in Civil War, I really liked it. Um, in in this movie. I didn't really like the fact that it was almost more Iron Man-y mm-hmm. than it was Spider-Man-y. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were so many gadgets and um, the suit, you mean? Yeah, in the in the suit. Okay, in his Spider-Man suits, there were so many things that I feel like just Spider-Man wouldn't have, and if he were to have them, he probably would have built them himself. And um, <clears throat> I, don't get me wrong, I did like his um, his banter with the computer and him, the scenes where he has to learn how to use the new suit, but. Um, I don't think that part was entirely necessary. Mm-hmm. I agree. Even the banter with the computer, it's nice to give Spider-Man someone to talk to about being Spider-Man, but that was supposed to be Ned. That, right. the, yeah. That's the it's... overweight kid you see in the trailers who who finds out pretty much immediately that he's Spider-Man. That makes for a new dynamic we haven't seen before, But so it's like even the Karen thing. It's like, you didn't need that. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I didn't like that it was in the movie, but I like how they did it. In yeah. the movie. I liked how it was used. I mean, I think, I mean, I wrote about in my review about, I, I agree. I mean, I think that the, it takes away from his character. Um, mm-hmm. Because, uh, I, again, that's comparing it to, you know, at least the first three movies that yeah. we got is that it's a lot more introspective and it's a lot more emotional and it's a lot more of a, you know, inside me, who am I kind of a movie. And to have him talking with not, necessarily the guy in the chair as ned refers to himself but this you know jarvis type character you know if if a character has those gadgets they've invented them for themselves like you said and that therefore they become an expression of the hero's ingenuity they become an extension of how awesome the hero is but because the suit is given to him it just kind of feels like he's you know it's, it feels like a cop-out almost now i do think it's worth noting that in the comics this didn't happen his suit didn't happen but it's not unknown for tony stark to be giving his friends unique ge- gadgets like if you saw maybe in the the uh avengers movies you know the cap shield is upgraded to where it's like sort of a uh 
a magnetic thing that just attaches. In the comics, that was something that was invented by Tony for Cap. Obviously, nothing uh, other than Iron Spidey, nothing quite close to this is made for Spider-Man right off the bat in any version of the comics. And so I I agree with you so much where it's like, I actually consider Spider-Man to be of superior intellect to Tony. Uh, If you look at their life as a whole in the comics, I think Spider-Man is smarter. And so to make it seem like, no, Tony's the smarter one in this situation. I get it. He's 15. But I think it, it, it discredits just how smart uh, Spider-Man is supposed to be. Exactly. I know I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. I was thinking that too. But between all the gadgets, I mean, yeah. there were a lot of situations uh, that he was in where it doesn't feel like he could have done anything. Mm-hmm. It felt like he was just kind of completely powerless without those gadgets. Yeah. And so if he, you know, I feel like if he weren't to use them. Yeah. Um, I mean, and uh, <clears throat> that is eventually a direction that the yeah. film goes in but yeah. um it's i feel like it's more important to his yeah. character more essential it's, this isn't really a spoiler but just like there's a passing moment where in the film uh you know the suit says there are 157 uh web variations and spider-man uh goes wow you know tony really went overboard with this and in that moment i thought yeah he kind of did <laughs> you like know who else leave did? a little bit of the, the in- producer <laughs> <laughs> kind of like leave leave some of the 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 genius to spider-man make it seem like when when he's defeating someone it's not his suit defeating him because you you see those web variations getting used in battle that you know he didn't come up with and then it starts to feel like uh, that, that was tony's idea not not peter's i mean getting used to that kind of a suit would have to be you know you'd have to be an incredibly intelligent teenager in order True. to to get used to it. growing pains. But <laughs> I I just, yeah, I agree with you guys, basically. So I want to talk about the the main thing that I, you know, I thought that the movie was lacking. So the pacing of the film at certain times felt a little, a little awkward to me personally. I think there's going to be people who disagree with me on this. I thought it was just a little awkward in that, well, you know, it's gotten to a point now where we no longer have a series. It's, it doesn't really feel like... Captain whatever, one, two, three, four. Every movie is sort of being treated as the next installment of the MCU. Obviously, I know there's Iron Man, one, two, three. But, like, this is how movies are being treated now. And with that being the way it is, it's really... It kind of felt like a Spider-Man movie was just airdropped into an already existing Spider-Man franchise. Mm -hmm. As I was watching it, I kept feeling like, I feel like I missed the first Spider-Man movie. And now here's the thing. Do I blame the movie for this? Do I blame anyone involved in the movie? Not really. I think they were just dealt a bad hand. Don't you, you dare know? campaign for another origin story. <laughs> no, no, no. And that's exactly, exactly. That's what I'm saying is I don't want to see another origin story. I, I don't want to. They can't give that to us. It would be terrible. So I really think that the people who made this movie were just dealt a bad hand. They couldn't really do it justice in that department. I, my fantasy would have been for the middle franchise to have never existed. I and think then that's receive, everybody's fantasy. Yeah, and then to receive and, and then to receive a second origin story and watch MCU's take on it. Because if that were the case, it would have been 15 years since we saw Spider-Man 1. We would have been more than prepared to see it again, I, I, I believe. And it would have just, you know, I think it would have made the pacing of the movie as a whole work a little bit better. So... It's half complaint, half man. Sucks for them, right? Um, so that was really one of the 
the big, bigger things. There were some smaller things I'll probably touch on, but that was one of the bigger things that I thought, yeah, the movie was lacking a little bit in in just getting from A to B when A didn't really exist. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, that was that was because of the situation that they were yeah. put in. You can't oversaturate, you know, oh, let's see, Uncle Ben die again. A third time. Yay. I, I mean, wonder how ugly Tom Holland cries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure it's not as bad as Toby's cry face. Oh. Um, Oh. No, um, but I mean, I, I think that that again goes. That's what they did with the hand that they were dealt was pretty awesome. Yeah, I'll agree oh, with yeah. that. I, yeah, I'd say the same thing I said before is the way they did it. The fact they had to do it, I agree, kind of sucked. Yeah, but the way that they did it was awesome. I mean, I actually really liked the fact that they only mentioned the radio active spider one time in the movie mm-hmm. and they only because mentioned uncle i'm sorry they uh, they only mentioned they didn't even say ben or like they didn't talk about that hardly at all they, i mean mm-hmm. they they like hinted that something was going on but it right. wasn't but i kind of thought when they when they talked a little bit about it i kind of thought you know i already know i feel like i'm on the inside you i know? would like to see a picture of uncle ben just to see what guy landed aunt may <laughs> I mean, oh. oh wow lucky guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> Watch him look like Tony Stark. <laughs> that would be that'd be an interesting twist. Um, I, well, with how much they're straying from the comics, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they went something. If it like, is Tony Stark, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> if it wow, <laughs> that would make sense. Mm. Anyway, um, I I'm one. I'm not sure what you guys think about this, but I mean, one thing that I wasn't crazy about is the acting is a little off i mean marissa tomei is great tom holland is is one of the three i think one of the three pillars of this movie oh yeah and i mean i i stand by my original uh my original ranking that he's probably the best most natural feeling spider-man even mm-hmm. though toby Maguire will always have a place special place in my heart um but i mean i wasn't crazy about ned i think that he was a little stiff sometimes mm-hmm. and i think that the girl that plays Liz, I can't remember her name, I apologize. Uh, she felt like she was just kind of reciting lines. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, more so about uh, Liz, the primary love interest, was kind of, it kind of seemed like she was acting on a show more than a movie to me. Like it a did, Disney I, I don't show. think yeah. I don't think it helps that it felt a little bit like a Disney TV show <laughs> because this is the first Spider-Man where it's just like, Oh no, I have to get to class, but for real. <laughs> yeah. And that's one of the, the very real struggles. Like, it feels like he's in high school. And so it's, it's a much more genuine coming of age story. But with that, you know, they're kids. There are pitfalls they, to that. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, the, the downside of that is they're younger actors. Mo- yeah. mo- from, for the most part, they're younger actors. So they're not as, you know, and a lot of these people I've never heard of before, other than Tom Holland, Marissa Tomei, obviously. You know Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Zendaya was in there, and she was pretty good, but she didn't. It didn't feel like she had a whole lot to do either. No, she was. That being said, I, I really enjoyed her presence in the movie personally. I don't know if everybody in the theater agreed with me, but I mean, I think Ben just has a type when it comes to girls. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't crazy about her. I definitely but... have a major crush on her to start with, so you know. <laughs> well, I, I want her to like me. <laughs> I love being in the friend zone. <laughs> I mean, that's literally the role that she has in this. Uh, not that Peter likes her or anything, but... But to go back to what um, Bree said about them being young, in terms of um, Spider-Man being a young guy, that 
That was great. It, I finally, uh, absolutely. Yes, I finally felt like this is a Peter Parker who would, oh, yeah. who would get ID'd at a bar, you know? <laughs> and that's that's what you want. He he looks like a fourteen year old guy. I know he's actually twenty one, which baffled me when I saw it. Well, it was filmed earlier though, so he was a teenager while it was being filmed. Like, yeah, he he looks young. Yeah, he looks young. He looks like somebody that An I would run into at least at school. And so that's why I, I mentioned it earlier. But like, that's why I think he could potentially be the best Spider-Man we had because they tapped into what made Spider-Man so popular in the comics, how relatable he was. Mm-hmm. And so this Spider-Man is, I mean, in, in the original Spider-Man movies, he graduates halfway through the first movie. And in this one, it's like, kids are going to love this because he is relatable. Like, I remember feeling this way in high school. You know, it's <laughs> this is like, 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 I feel like if all of a sudden I was jacked and like, you know, could <laughs> climb walls, this is probably how I'd handle the situation. Like, <laughs> well, it'd, it'd be like puberty to a whole nother degree of confusing. Like, it was, <laughs> like I felt like he was such a relatable kid, you know? But that's a positive. That that was, was, that, that's a, are we still on negatives? We're I'm still sorry. on negatives at the moment. We'll get there. How it's, dare you praise yeah, this wonderful said. movie? It's, it's, it's because it's that hard to not talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. It, they did, I, like you said, they did, it did have some pacing issues. Mm-hmm. I think it felt a little choppy. Um, but I mean, that's, pro, that's kind Bree of. just doesn't like Spider-Man That's movies. not yeah. true. I love the original Spider-Man <laughs> movies. Um, I, I did love this movie too, but I mean, I don't think, I mean, I gave it a seven and three quarters. I mean, that's, that's pretty high for me. That's it? That's it. Oh, well, you didn't have anything. Out of seven, right? You didn't, seven, right? <laughs> you didn't have anything bad to say after this movie came out. Well, after- you know, now that it sat with me, I have, you know, one or two kind of mediocre things to say about it. <gasps> <laughs> um, I know Carson and I talked about something after that we pretty much agreed on. Um, the, the fact that maybe um, Vulture, it's his Vulture, right? Yeah. Wasn't the best villain to pick for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I liked how they did it, but um, he doesn't make for great action fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I noticed at one point in the third act when he had his... Wait, is this... No, it's not a spoiler. Okay. In the third act where they're fighting... <laughs> oh, spoiler, spoiler alert! <laughs> um, and, and he's kind of trying to, trying to, to, to punch... Um, I would say Spider-Man, but to me it was really Peter at that moment. Uh, Punched Peter, and it kind of looked like it was like an animatronic arm just programmed to just do a kind of a slow punch. Mm -hmm. And I I mean, if you you had giant mechanical 14-foot wings on each side, it would be hard for you to punch too. So I get it. You know, so I don't want to say it was lacking in the fight scenes because it wasn't, but it just, it makes for an awkward type of situation when those do come see i didn't i didn't get that at all actually i thought well okay i I wasn't there were some action sequences that i wasn't a huge fan of just because again they felt a little choppy Mm -hmm. but i thought that vulture was i mean okay michael keaton i don't know why i just maybe it's because he was so similar to his cameo on 30 rock in this movie but i just kept seeing him as i couldn't take him really seriously for the first I'm going to say two thirds of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. He's just, I didn't find him super intimidating until he was in the suit. And then I loved pretty much every design element. And mm-hmm. I thought he made for a really, like a really scary dude. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it makes sense, but I mean, I'm not as well versed as you guys are. I just thought as a spectator, I, it made for 
I mean, Marvel is known for its forgettable villains. Mm-hmm. You know, this for- is this is less so. Yes, yeah, exactly. I agree with that. He makes his mark. I mean, yeah. he he definitely doesn't pack the same emotional punch that was sort of you know in the original <laughs> Spider-Man films, where it's like. The right now what's happening is what little uh, enemy villain development there is in the movies. It's it's very separate from everything else that's going on in the movies. Whereas you look at the original Spider-Man movies, they kind of develop Green Goblin and Doc Ock simultaneously, where it's sort of weaving in and out of Peter's story himself. So it all works together very well. You feel a lot closer to Willem Dafoe in the original uh, Spider-Man movie than you're going to feel to... Um, Michael Keaton in this movie, just because it was, you know, they, they developed, they took more time to develop that character. They took, even in the third Spider-Man movie, uh, that, you know, obviously it wasn't the best movie, but they took was more a third time. Spider-Man movie? <laughs> yeah. What? That movie is a strong term. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but even in the third one, still, like, I felt close to Eddie Brock. I, I felt close to, um... Crap, I forget Sandman's <laughs> name uh, in the comics. This is something I should know. But, I, you know, I felt closer I to felt those I felt really close to that Guy character. With the shirt. green shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that somehow turns into sand, too. Um, <laughs> oh, well, but, you know, he must get that shirt from the same place that the Hulk gets his pants. Exactly, exactly. But, um, so, but there's one thing you mentioned that, Sort of like peaked my like, hmm, but uh, it was when you it was when you said you liked the costume design of uh, of the vulture, to which you know I'm like, there's almost zero similarity between this costume and the costume. The like the only thing that's the same is that he has wings, and so definitely you know in the comics movies, you mean in the comics yeah, and the comics like he's just he has green spandex and green wings which I get you can't do um, <laughs> um, but he he felt are we complaining that well, they're no, not here's similar the thing. to the I'm sorry see, Ben voice your opinion I want to see some similarity it's sort of like how in the in the Captain America movies the first one they took like this real rugged look of how you know of Captain America's costume but it was still clearly the cop Captain America costume not similar to the comics but still resembled it at least a little one of the big problems I had with this movie is uh and I'll preface it with saying like you know when people first thought that uh, what we now know to be Liz was um, Mary Jane. People were like, oh, like they were complaining that she didn't look like Mary Jane. There was a lot of, you know, people were being called racist left and right. As a comic book lover, I was like, I get why people are angry. We want it to resemble the comics because that's what we grew up to love. Uh, she isn't Mary Jane. But in, in terms of the vulture, you know, I looked at the character and I'm like, you know, Michael Keaton, would it have killed you to shave your head? And actually take in the character a little bit more. Would have killed you to at least shave your head to look more like Adrian Toomes from the comics. You know, it's it's the little things like that where I'm like, you could have made it look maybe like maybe he was wearing a gl- a green jacket. You know, just just something that made him resemble the comics. This is me being nitpicky. I'm sure the 99% of the moviegoers who who go to watch this film aren't going to have you know a bone to pick uh, in in that regard. Me personally. I would have liked to see a little bit more effort to look like the comics. A little bit comics. more of a nod. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A nod. They even did that with the Shocker. If you look at his his uh, his sleeve, then it uh, it looks a little... There's a little bit of an homage to the comics. Let's just retroactively put a little tiny spoiler alert in there. DC, you find out immediately. <laughs> I mostly agree. Um, I agree with... The, I, I do wish it was a little bit more of a nod. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's worth considering, though, that the fact that... Um, costumes in the comics 
really don't trans translate well to live action. No. Not I when mean, you consider take, that it's green no. spandex. Look, look at the first Daredevil movie where they tried to make him look like Daredevil in the comics, and you're just like, oh, um, yeah. yeah the, the script writing in that movie wouldn't helping it at all. Though. Yeah, no, there you're right. There was nothing that was helping that yeah, movie. No. And um, they finally, and um, honestly, that was a concern of mine when Man of Steel came out. And I know the DC Universe movies aren't that strong, but I think their costumes are great. Because because um, when when they did Man of Steel, they found a way to make him wear the Superman suit, but not have it look completely ridiculous like pajamas, you know? It which which was cool. simply taking off the underpants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Which was something they should have done. Thought? A long time ago. Who who is designing a superhero? The genesis of Superman and goes, Hey, you know what would be great? If you wore bright red underpants on the outside of a spandex. <laughs> yeah, man, that's a great idea. Kids will love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean they might. I mean Protector Captain Underpants is a thing. I know, <laughs> but two completely You're right, you're right, you're right. But um purposes. I, I agree that it should have been more of a nod. I, I know everybody loves the mechanical yeah, wings. Yeah, take the underpants off of him too. <laughs> no, oh goodness. Um, I, I I like the mechanical part, but maybe if there was more of a green theme, and maybe if he, well, he looked a little bit eyes. older. Yeah, the eyes were, and they were scary. That was terrifying. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want that guy rushing at me. No, definitely not. <laughs> no. All right. So I think we've pretty fairly covered. I have one more nitpicky. What? No one will care except me. Oh, I care. Then this why is, are yeah, you no, saying this it? This is well. It's it actually. It's a big deal, and I want you to be angry with me. Is there's a few moments. There's a few moments in this film when Spider-Man's grip lacks. Like he'll grab onto something and then he'll slide down just a little bit. You're right. Nobody it, cares. <laughs> in the comics, it's clearly portrayed as something that's being like once he's stuck, nothing can pull him off. Ever. And so them not sticking to that, I was like, eh, again, was something that made him feel a little less powerful. Okay, now onto the stuff that we like to talk about. Yeah. The positives. Uh, well, let's start with your favorite thing about it without going into spoilers yet. M- my favorite thing about it. The whole movie was something. <laughs> no, well, like my, what I mean is, well, my favorite thing in the whole movie was we almost started talking about it later or earlier. I mean, um, was how it was like a high school thing. How, yes. I, I, I tur- there was a point in the movie where I turned to Carson and said, "I could just do this the rest of the movie. Just Peter Parker trying to find a date to prom. You know, he, he's um, he's crushing on this girl." It, I got the exact same feeling, and I mean the exact same feeling as when I was a little kid and I went to see Chicken Little, and it was just this awkward dude who was trying to fit in with everybody who was saving the world on the side, and it was just the best thing ever because, I, you know, I want that to be my life in high school, you know? So if you liked Chicken Little, <laughs> you we got a movie for you. You're in the minority. <laughs> you know, and anyway, don't get me wrong, I loved the action and all the intense serious parts but i also just loved him talking to his friends and you know trying to figure out what to say and learning the ins and outs of the social constructs of high school you know that was that was by far my favorite part about the movie. it's something they tackle in the comics that have sort of been erased from other renditions of spider-man mm-hmm. movies i mean yeah because in in for forbid me for forgive me for uh, mentioning the Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. What's that? But um, get out. <laughs> <laughs> but in that movie, they had him in high school, and 
they had him being quote unquote bullied by Flash, but to me it didn't feel like bullying because I kind of feel like Andrew Garfield could have beat him up, <laughs> and he kind of he kind of won most of the. He was it, cool. Yeah, he was cool. He skateboarded. He was, exactly. He was a hipster. Nerds don't skateboard. No, right. He was skateboarding and he went in and embarrassed Flash in front of all of his friends. But in this in this one, it was more. It felt to me more like he was even s- like struggling. The way they handled Flash in this movie was I don't know, but like. How many times in real life is the boy, like, some roided out jock who, like, will literally pummel you to the ground? Isn't he more often just a dude who kind of picks on you but is also your peer? This movie, they made Flash. Like, he's not big. He's on the, you know, like, in the same friend group as Spider-Man and is just makes fun of him. And it's just kind of, like, merciless to him. It felt like a much more relatable bully. That's that's a bully that you would have in real life. Not some, like, Flash in the original Spider-Man. Yeah. The dude was, like, 45. Yeah. <laughs> they were all 45. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we all agree that, uh, you know, in this situation, bullying is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, my, my biggest positive, I would say, is of all the negative things about this movie, just Tom Holland was not one of them. Mm-mm. Like, this kid is Spider-Man. I mean, Brie will know when they cast him originally. I was a little angry because I was like, I don't want to be Spider-Man. <laughs> There's not a whole <laughs> lot you can do about I, that. I could not have beaten Tom Holland. That's not saying anything. But he, <laughs> he was just so good in this role. He was excellent. He he did, like, you know, they kind of didn't do this in the original. I got to stop comparing it to the original movies. But, like, he had those quips. Those, you know, when he was talking to his enemies, he would make fun of them a little bit. You know, that thing that Spider-Man does in the comics to try, try to distract his villains. He he did that perfectly. He looked like he, he acted like a nerd perfectly. He was awkward perfectly. Mm-hmm. When he had a crush on a girl, I was like, yeah, this is relatable. You know, it's he was just excellent in this film. Really just excellent. I know the I know the race between you and Tom Holland for the role was stiff. I know, <laughs> yeah. It was it was down to the two of us, but uh yeah, you know, I didn't look 12, so <laughs> at the time. Um <laughs> Yeah, I have to agree. Th- to me, there were three. There were three big pillars of this movie that mm-hmm. made it the incredible movie that it is, and Tom Holland is one of them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because we've had two Spider Men before that. That in this case does work in his favor. Tobey Maguire, iconic, but also very old at the time. Mm-hmm. Way too old to be playing a high schooler. Mm-hmm. Also very ugly cry face. <laughs> Um, which is not super relevant. He's not the best actor. It's more you know. relevant than it should be, though. It's more, yeah, exactly. It's relevant. There are too many memes about it. Yeah. Um, uh, Andrew Garfield also, I mean, 29. Yeah. 29, really? Yeah. He's older than Toby. Uh, like, yeah. You know, it's... It was, it was not, yeah. So I think that works in his favor, not only that he's age appropriate, I think it helps that, I think... That does help a lot because Props he's to casting. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, exactly. in, in in that regard, they yeah. knew that this character was going to be around for a while, and so they were like, "All right, let's get it right. Let's get it right the first time." Yeah. And not only is he age appropriate, uh, which I think it makes, I think that helps more than than you take into account because he was a teenager more recently than. Mm-hmm older actors were and he understands how a teenager the mannerisms and awkwardness of a teenager in the 24 like the the 2010s now i don't know if you actually know this but tom well, one fakes an incredible american accent um tom holland 
actually went to a school that was like, you know, you wear a vest and everything. He went to like a private, like up and coming school. He literally dressed up and disguised himself as uh, as a regular teenager and went to American schools to research this role. Dang. Like a little bit. And it, like this kid. It's dedication. This is dedication. If you've seen him, like he can do flips and stuff. Like he's he's a gymnast. He literally like. He did a lot of research for this role, uh, and so he it, it it shows. But he was a kid more like recently. He knows what it's like to have these feelings. It it, it shows definitely. Absolutely. Again, one of the pillars of the movie. You gotta and... give props to Marvel for casting, which in general, mm. in general, they do pretty well. I mean, I I would say that, I, and I, obviously, I don't know about everyone who could have possibly gotten this role. But to me, Tom Holland is the most Peter Parker. I mean, me. I could have. <laughs> is, is the the most Peter Parker that Peter Parker could be for me. Yeah. Just like Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> is the most Tony Stark. <laughs> he is Tony Stark. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who's Robert Downey Jr.? No one, yeah, right. Exactly. No one will do a better job for for me in the future for that, you know? Yeah. Yes. I can't see someone else playing Tony Stark or or, uh, or Logan or Spider-Man now. Yeah, he, you know, I think he's filling the role iconically enough that once the inevitable fourth franchise comes out, it's going to have to be a while. Oh my gosh, You know, please. we're not going to forget Tom Holland <gasps> Can we stop? anytime soon. <laughs> Can we stop? I mean, um, that never this happens. turnaround is getting ridiculous. It Let's really just is. enjoy this Good while we have it. Thing. So, Brie, I'm curious. Uh, yeah, and I'd love to see Tom Holland, like, because Spider-Man grows up into adulthood yeah. in the comics, and we watch that. And I'd like to see that if know, he could I'm be a long, to long term. <laughs> There's a whole grown-up Peter Parker that yeah. I want to see. You know, he, you know, getting married and... You know, in the comics, Flash and Peter end up becoming friends mm-hmm. and stuff. But anyways, um, Bree, what are your other two pillars? Um, well, the one, <clears throat> the one I'd have to save for spoiler reasons, but. Okay. The, save uh, it. Yeah. The other is that it's, this movie's hilarious. And I, my standards yes. for humor are very high. I wasn't crazy about Guardians Volume 2 the first time I saw it because I didn't think it was as funny as the first one. I thought some of the humor was a little. They chased humor more. It was yeah, forced. exactly. It was yeah. a little trite. It wasn't. You always I, knew when the joke was the coming. The jokes were, and some of them came at the, at the, um, expense of character development yes. like the whole Mary Poppins yes. joke I was like yeah because Yandu would have cared whether or not he was being compared to somebody cool exactly he's confident enough on his own to know that he's cool anyway I'm not gonna go off on a whole tangent about that but this movie was actually genuinely hilarious and consistently too like it wasn't mm-hmm. like oh yeah one or two laughs it had probably more humor than the average Marvel movie. Like and a good it, laugh per minute. I mean, it was it yeah. was really, really hilarious. And I think that some of the, again, spoilers, some of the cameos that were in it definitely contributed to that. And I mean, the... <clears throat> The post credit scene. Oh, man. Stay. <laughs> Wait till the end. Uh, yeah, well, no, I'm say. not going to go into it. All I'm saying is that it they took every they took every real genuine opportunity to you know do a a real you know charming joke instead mm-hmm. of you know I feel like sometimes Marvel takes cheap shots. Something that doesn't take you out of the moment. Exactly, you know? it feels really natural yeah. and it's actually really clever and hilarious. And yeah. I thought that was I mean even if a lot of the action scenes were choppy, that that was uh, the humor was a pillar of this movie that I think made it really really stand out even amongst other Marvel movies. Yeah. That that was actually my next good thing about it. The same thing was Copycat. the was, was the <laughs> you humor. You have no original ideas. And 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 Marvel is 
really good at doing the the little jokes um, that you like to think would happen in real <clears> life. <throat> but the thing about Spider-Man in general is his his comic and story and all, overall feel has always been really good at going from just a lighthearted, you know, he's making jokes type of thing to he can get really serious also. The That's whole first writing, yeah. five minutes. A- exactly. And... Right, and, and that, that's um, that is what was so good about one of the things that was so good about this movie was the fact they portrayed that perfectly. When I read the comics, I get the same feel about the humor and you know his little jokes he makes, as I did in the movie. My apologies, it's not the first five minutes. That was the that was them cleaning up after the Avengers. Yeah, the but second I, five minutes. It was the, after the Marvel logo. Which you, you mentioned something. Sorry, go ahead. It's just a quick thing, which was another one of my favorite things. The Marvel logo. Because, you know, every time that Marvel logo comes up on a movie, I'm always like... (laughs) And and this time, though, halfway through it, I noticed that they were doing the Spider-Man theme, but all all intensely Marvelized. And I I turned to Carson, I was like... (laughs) He's shaking Carson. I was like, it's the music. (laughs) I got so excited. That being said, I don't think anything's going to be Danny Elfman's uh, orchestration for... Those that orchestration Bree just grimaced. That orchestration. I, I'm, I'm just all I'm saying is there's so good. He's brilliant. hard to beat. He is. No, is, yeah, yeah. You're right. That's you're right. What I mean. He's he. You know, he's he's one of the best. You mentioned something about the action being choppy at times. I agree, but it's almost like it was purposeful. This is a this is a coming of age movie after all. And one of the things that you notice is Spider Man's not super good at combat yet he's not perfect yet and i i really appreciate them doing this one of the things that always confused me about the first iron man movie was like okay tony you built an iron man suit but how does that make you a master of jujitsu all of a sudden like that doesn't make any sense that you inherently get better at fighting just because you made this suit i think that's probably the same case for uh for spider-man uh where that he he's taking a little bit he's taking some time to get good at his art you know i And so it was choppier, you know, in the first movies, you get these big, large cinematic scenes of them just scaling these skyscrapers, like swinging across that just are visually stunning. And then this movie says, we're going to change it up. How how does Spider-Man, you know, get through the suburbs? How does he, you know, chase his way through low buildings and stuff? What what would that look like? I think they did it pretty well. Whether or not it was purposeful, what I was saying is I didn't like it. Yeah. I'm not saying I, that it I'm wasn't saying, on purpose. And I'm saying, well, give it a break. <laughs> well, I'm saying just, uh, I no, thought it was right. funny. It, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't as, uh, there were certain parts where I was like, this isn't as visually stunning as it probably could be right now. Uh, the action maybe wasn't quite there. I and mean, by and large, this was, this was a fun movie to watch. Absolutely. Every part of it. You know, I mean, I'm seeing it again tomorrow. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm ready to go back. And I, watch I imagine it again. myself seeing this at least two more times in mm-hmm. theaters. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you guys have any more non-spoiler related positives? Oh man, um, because I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty anxious to get there. I know, I know, me too. <laughs> it's, it, it's been easier than I thought talking about this movie in generalities, but definitely, I do. What are you gonna say? I thought that the amount of Tony Stark's involvement was. Perfect. Very appropriate. I, yes. It, any any more would have been too much, you know. So and I looking at the trailers, you know, you saw that scene where Spider Man's swinging and and um, Iron Man's flying next to him. You think it's gonna be a 
a Spider-Man, Iron Man yeah. movie. Yeah. But, you know, it really wasn't. He was in it the perfect amount. And I, I love Iron Man. He's always going to be one of my favorites. So I'm glad when he's in a movie. <clears throat> but I didn't want him to be in it too much. So I really liked the perfect amount of Tony Stark in this movie. Well, yeah. talking about that, kind of slipping in back into the negative somewhat, kind of not, though. Like, I think if Tony Stark were to be in this movie, then I would have wanted him no more, no less than what they put him in. I think That's this not a movie, negative. <laughs> I think this movie, though, could have gone without him. I think this could have been a movie that had zero uh, Tony Stark and it, maybe a cameo, uh, and then make it more Peter Parker-centric, make it more about him learning to be Spider-Man. I think that would make more sense, though, if it had taken place before Civil War. Yeah. Because this took place right after Civil War, I think, like you said earlier, the hand that they were dealt, yeah. mm-hmm. they had to put... I mean, what are you going to do after after you... Like, oh, as, none of that happened. Yeah, okay, well, no, they never talked again. Yeah. Like, I think that it... it um, yeah, if I were him, I'd have some questions yeah. I would want to keep up with. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, would do exactly the same thing he was doing. As Tony Stark, like, if you're... You you just changed this kid's life by yeah. giving him the opportunity to present his powers on an international level and you gave him a suit that's going to amplify those powers regardless of how that suit you know affected my my opinion of the movie because <laughs> uh, that was a negative earlier but if you were that then i feel like that's an important enough relationship to continue on into you know because this took place after civil war i feel like it makes a lot of sense for him to be in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, because it was not a standalone Spider-Man movie that took place, it's not like the X-Men movies where it's its own franchise. It's taking place inside of a larger universe and it's serving a different purpose. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense yeah, for them to have other characters, for them to, I mean, Happy was there. Um, Tony was their other Avengers cameo in this movie. So, and you know, once I'm able to swallow that, the fact that this <clears throat> is, uh, you know, an MCU installment, that there is a crazy amount of context surrounding it. Once I can swallow that, I'll probably not mind that this movie didn't act so much as a standalone film, and I'll I'll appreciate it more. But just for the time being, it was just like hmm, that it didn't hit me, you know. It didn't hit me quite the way I wanted it to. I would go as far as to say, with this context, I think this is exactly how it would play out in real life. Yes. If all this were real and all of it happened exactly the way it happened up until now, I think this movie would have happened exactly how it happened. And and how it might have happened in the comics had this been the plot line. Exactly, yeah. If this was the circumstances that something read out in the comics, that's how similar Tom Holland played Spider-Man to the comics, I thought, is that I was like... This is how he'd act. This Mm -hmm. is what he'd do, you know? And it makes... There was a point there, but I can't remember what it is. It does make. You are correct. (laughs) It does make. Um, Okay, so... Spoilers, anybody? All right, pause. Pause if you haven't seen (laughs) it. If you have not seen this movie, please... Can you uh, edit a door closing sound? Exactly. Into this? <laughs> because um, this movie should be experienced unspoiled. I mean, really. No, really. Really, really, really. Yeah. Should so, not. Yeah. From this point, we're going to assume that if you... If you're still listening, then it's you not have our seen fault. the movie. Yeah. It's not our fault. Don't blame us. This is the cutoff point starting now. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, ah, okay. Oh, oh my this gosh. This is a spoiler. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Oh my gosh. So I think that we can all agree. Should we yeah. start with the big one? The big, the big I one. I think all three of us, when we saw it happen, <laughs> should, should I be the one to say it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Where, we, where he opens the door to pick up Liz for prom and... Walter uh, turns out to be her dad. Ah! I, think, I think we all collectively were like, Ooh. "Okay, I feel like I should have seen this coming." But really, it hit me. Uh, it, we're, we're really hoping that the sound guy isn't here right now. Well, we gave him more than enough. Of we a told warning. him. We told him. It was, it was pretty clear. Um, yes. Um, it, I feel like it was one of those twists that I f- should have seen coming, but. I I mean they they the way that they treated it for the first two acts oh no okay no he's fine <laughs> he's leaving he's leaving um the way that they treated it for the first two acts was so subtle that I don't feel like if you don't watch it if you the first time you see it you won't yeah it, it's definitely a twist that takes you off guard yeah. I, I think there's certain types of twists Ones where there's a fair amount of foreshadowing where you gradually are like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Kind of like something like The Prestige, where if you watch The Prestige again, they hint at those twists like well, the Dickens. Yeah. This movie doesn't really. No. Like there's, there's, which I'm not really and, saying is a bad thing. But it doesn't come out of nowhere either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, they talk about his family once or twice. You see him, you know, they, but they, but they make it like, this is an unrelated thing. We're making it, you know, uh, believable that, that like, this is why he has to do it because he has a family that he has to support. This is yeah. why he does illegal things. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't really think about like, oh, it's a, it's a real, uh, breaking bad esque. <clears throat> the guy basically is Walter White. Yeah. You know, doing it for his family, but maybe someone on the inside having flying wings is really awesome. He likes it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if I had the opportunity. Um, but I, I mean, I just, that whole scene, I mean, there's a reason that, again, we go back to, uh, Peter Parker being so relatable because he was completely dumbfounded. Yeah. yeah. And so were we. So were we. To give you an, like, to give you an idea, like being in the audience, we are in the audience. He opens the door and for probably a good 30 seconds, the audience is still being like, oh, 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 I don't oh, think I was oh, breathing at that time. Every single person in the audience had this very similar reaction of just, what the hell just happened? <laughs> we all looked at each other and we were like, wait. I mean, I was so excited. I'm pretty sure I turned to the guy behind me and was like, is it, is it, is <laughs> are we watching the same movie it, right now? Did I get the wrong door? <laughs> <laughs> did I fall into a portal of some kind? I mean, uh, and that whole, it didn't, but see, it didn't stop there. It continued to be a really, really, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't just like the idea the of, carries. it wasn't just like the idea of the twist is what's making it tense. The whole scene mm-hmm. in and of itself would be tense. Yeah. Reg- like even if that huge reveal hadn't happened, I'm I, that whole, it was like that whole scene when he's driving them the, oh, when they're in and the when, car and when the, oh and when gosh. the traffic light, the, I mean, I don't, oh my gosh. Turns Turn green. green. Oh my and gosh. It's just, it's so crazy how like Peter knows right away. Yes. Uh, Adrian doesn't. And so the, the scene, you're just realizing Adrian's slowly figuring it out. Peter is slowly figuring out that he's figuring it out, but still trying to feel cool. And then all of a sudden, Liz is just randomly in the car, totally oblivious. She thinks, oh, Pete must be just nervous because of my dad. And then he's, and then he says, She's like, right. Yeah. <laughs> my dad is a psychopath. He's basically a serial killer of sorts. Like, and it's just, 
there's so much tension going on. And then he's like, I want to give him the dad talk. And, and Peter's like, got to be thinking, it's like, about to go down. Like, <laughs> like, I had no idea. I, I literally thought that maybe right then and there, he was just going to try to kill him or something like that. It wasn't predictable. I, I, okay. I did think that he was going to open the door. I will admit, I believed that, that uh, Vulture would be on the other side of the door mm-hmm. because nothing is ever that perfect. Mm-hmm. But I did not think it would be because he was the father of Peter Parker's date. You thought, I thought he'd it, be fully suited I, knowing well, where I thought, it, I thought it would be one of those, oh, I have your loved one in, you know, the tied up and she's on the roof and I'm going to kill her if you don't, you know, do what I say. Mm-hmm. But so I wasn't super surprised when he opened the door, but when it came to him being her father, I it slowly dawned on me and I was like, that... Wow. (laughs) You know, I think, like you said, maybe watching it again, I could piece it together. But I wouldn't call it foreshadowing it on their part. Foreshadowing is when they kind of tell you. They kind of want you to be smart and figure it out. This one was kind of um, the the scene where... um, Liz's mother is in Washington, D.C., hugging her because she almost just died. And you realize everyone's got both their parents, but Liz just has her her mom there. Oh, man. And that that is a, a thing where you're like, that's it's because her dad is Vulture and we don't want to, they don't want us to know yet. Yeah. But it's not necessarily foreshadowing, you know? Mm. It's just, I mean, you don't think, I mean, I didn't even notice that. Foreshadowing would have been her mother <laughs> says, your dad's on a long flight or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad they didn't do that. I'm glad that I pooped my pants in the theater. <laughs> exactly. Just, I don't I'm not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, the way they handled it was fun. It was it was interesting. I will say the uh, the subsequent playout was pretty much like the whole time I was like, I wonder what Peter's gonna do. And then it was as simple as him being like, sorry, Liz, you're not that great. Bye. And I'm just like, and I'm just leaving to take care of this situation. Like it was, it was like Spider-Man homecoming for three minutes. Yeah. You know, I don't know why they titled it that, I guess just cause they can't call it Spider-Man or the amazing Spider-Man. They can't call it the vulture is Liz's dad. <laughs> but, but yeah, just the, the, the way it played out was like, I, yeah, I guess that's, it, that part wasn't so much of a twist to me, you know? Yeah. And, um, I, yeah. And I think that it, the, the twist marked a, a huge turning point in the movie. And that was the third pillar for me was that that happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I feel like that's where most of my complaints went away and I just went into, this is great. The twist caught you just as much off guard as in Iron Man 3 when you find out the Mandarin doesn't really exist, except it was a way better twist than that. Except it wasn't a twist. It wasn't like Vulture doesn't exist and he's fighting, you know, another guy that you didn't know was going to exist. He's fighting Ned. Exactly. So it was like, it was a twist that delivered. I you know? actually, I will defend that twist. Except, I think the thing that killed it was the marketing, but we're not here to talk about that. Um, you know, <laughs> to go another direction with it, um, that twist ultimately was it was great. I loved it, but it ultimately only did one thing for the movie. What twist? And and that was um, the you know her, her okay him, the homecoming twist. Yeah, his um. 
Yeah, not the Iron Man one. I Sorry. Don't, we can forget that movie exists. Um, <laughs> the It kind of made the <laughs> fight between Peter and Adrian so much more personal. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's going... I think it affects it long-term. Because, yeah. you know, you think about it. At the end, you see the vulture. You know, he, he says post-credit scene that... Uh, mid-credit scene. Mid-credit scene. That the guy who eventually is going to be playing the scorpion... Uh, He's like, you know, do you know Peter's name? Or, not. Because <laughs> I do. <laughs> Dude, we both know. Crazy, right? Let's start a Who club. should we tell? Um, no, but he's like, do you know Spider-Man's name? And then he says, no, I, I don't if know. I Otherwise, I would have killed him. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think that with that being the case, like, you know, yes, he saved his life. He also saved his daughter's life. There's this mutual understanding between the two of them. Um, I, real quick, I want to say something that... Not that this is going to matter much into the future because you don't get the impression that Liz is going to be around for more than yeah. just this movie. Yeah. That was another thing was I was like, hmm, like she very quickly no longer became part of the equation. Yeah. You know, like... Well, like, we're moving to Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. And it's like, there was no like, oh no, the girl I love. I mean, in the comics, Liz is is his first love, but she's pretty quickly forgotten in the comics. And But he still, you know, is sad about all of that. And so it's kind of like, she probably isn't going to have a role in any of the other movies. She's being forgotten about. She was well, she was a plot device for this movie. In one, in one scene, you have... Oh, I'm, my name's Michelle, but people call me MJ. And then mm. 30 seconds later, you have Liz, I'm moving to Oregon. So you're like, okay, I guess we're never going to see you again. I guess so. I mean, but the thing is, Peter's not feeling what you're feeling in that moment. He's not oh, yeah, feeling no. like, MJ, I'm supposed to like her. Of- <laughs> I'm saying for the audience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We understand then that it, that she's not, that Liz is not going to be around much longer. Yeah. I want to talk about that. There was another thing I just thought was funny in this film, where when uh, when Michael Keaton, Adrian, says to Peter, he's in the car, he has the gun, and he's like, if you say anything, I'll kill you and your family. And I'm like, kill your family, that's one threat, but telling Spider-Man, I'll kill you you know he's gonna put up a fight, yeah. right? Like, like let's not... You have, have you, like, have you been successful the, so far? Yeah, like, exactly. Look at the situation you're in right now. You don't have your suit or any powers, and <laughs> well, he's he had Spider-Man. <laughs> but he, he could kill you right now if he wanted to. He had a gun. I mean, Spider-Man has a gun ever a gun. worked against well, Spider-Man or I mean, any do superhero? We see, do we see anybody in this movie try to kill him with a gun? Is he gonna that? kill... His daughter's date with a gun in I'm front of the school. I'm saying. No, you're right. Guns don't ever work on mm. protagonists ever. I know, but I'm saying from a practical standpoint. Yeah. But in also. In real life. In just, real life. Guns are in, dangerous. It would be like. I in don't know, real like, life, people don't have spider superpowers. It just seems Speak like stupid. It just seems weird to threaten, like, you know, a superhero with killing them. Oh, yeah. As if. But, you know, that's that's beside the point. He did look, I did, that's when I did start to take him really seriously, and he had a whole lot more gravitas. Yeah. I guess, maybe, I don't know if it, I don't know if his acting became better because of the higher stakes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was just that I took him more seriously because I knew that the stakes were higher. I, like, I, that was I definitely thing. felt, like, prior to that, I was like, oh, he's a dad. Like, oh, like, he's just some dad. They made you feel that, I feel like, pretty well during the car ride, during the, you know, the scene when they're in the kitchen together. You do see it. 
a very different light. But he wasn't sympathetic at all because you kind of got the impression that he wasn't super nice to his family. Yeah. Because, you know, they're like, you know... Um, he travels a lot, you know. Yeah, and he's... I mean, you don't hear him talk True. a whole lot about his family. Um, but once you see them in... Once you see them in the room together, mm-hmm. you know, him with his daughter, it it becomes a lot more like, oh, wow, he's really doing this because he cares about his family. Yeah. Um, yeah, you feel it because you think about it. They have a nice house. They look like they're in a good situation. None of that. He wouldn't have had any of that. He right. lost his job. Yeah. You know, and spent a bunch of money. Like, it wouldn't have played out that way. Um, MJ, Michelle Jones. Uh, I don't even know how to feel. Because uh, up until I know, that point. Negative. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Let's jump back to the not so great. Because up until that point, I really loved her character, and I was, but I was thinking in my head, I'm glad they didn't make her MJ. <laughs> and, wow! And then, wouldn't you know it? <laughs> imagine my surprise at the end. It's here's the thing: is the the makers of the movie made a point of saying people asked her like, "Oh, is, is Zendaya Mary Jane?" And the makers of the movie were like, no, she is not. No, she's not. So I'm like, come on. Okay, she's not Mary Jane from the comics. Like, I get it. You saying she's MJ was your way of saying, but eventually she's going to be the love interest. The only reason that's the case is because we in the real world know comic books exist. And it it was just a nod but it wasn't like she's not good. She's now not gonna be MJ. I, you know, I just, and now you're anti nod. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. It was. I thought it was a very. I feel like they could have told us she's the next love interest without having done something cheeky like that, like MJ because of Mary Jane, but not really. You know, like it. It. I don't think that was executed as well as it could have been. I just wasn't super crazy about her character. Yeah, I mean, I know that you have a type. Ben, I disagree. But, <laughs> but I mean, she was really. I mean, I'm watching Parks and Rec right now, and she reminded me a lot of April. She yes. was really. She was kind of a downer. Yeah. She was really sardonic, and I mean, that's fine. It's fine to be sardonic and realistic. But I feel like yeah. Could um could you explain to Ben what sardonic means? Just so he knows. <laughs> just so because he needs to know. Just April. Just so he could know. April. Um, she's real. <laughs> She's real down about everything. She's real bitter. She doesn't really, you Nothing know, matters. Like yeah, so I know, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to compare her too much to the Mary Jane that I know from the original movies, but I mean, Mary Jane, Kirsten, Kristen, the original one, <laughs> she was not... I don't want to say she wasn't like that. So Zendaya's not good, but I don't know. Mary Jane to me just seems like the girl next door. Yes. And Zendaya was more like just she was more like a, an anarchist. The girl whose parents took her door away because she disobeyed. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, she's she she seemed to me like I mean the fact that she's she's like protesting. She's a bit of an SJW, mm-hmm. and I, I I don't know. I, I think it's cool that she's on the. The decathlon team with, yeah. with, along with Flash. And, you know, it's a real diverse group of people, but it's, I don't know. I, I just feel like. It's, it's, I think, unless you're going to make the character like MJ, why reference it? Like, Mary Jane in the comics is angelic. She's like, she's, 
She's supposed to be like the perfect girl for Peter Parker, you know, his his dream girl. And like and she's, you know, she she's beautiful like Zendaya is beautiful, but you know, she's beautiful in a red-headed way. <laughs> um, like she's just she's more angelic, you know, more easygoing and she can sort of like turn on this like happy-go-lucky side of her even though, you know, Mary Jane struggles with like home problems and stuff. And it's just like she felt so dissimilar from Mary Jane. She gets detention. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh it's just uh, yeah. I I I yeah. I don't think any of us were a fan of that decision. It was it, it just it wasn't needed. They could have done something. Here's here's what they could have done. They could have had something where like Peter says something and leaves the room and then Zendaya looks at him and does that very classical like, hmm, you know, like kind of like looks at him romantically and you see like, oh, she's interested in him. Maybe she'll be the next love interest. Something that simple could have gotten the job done just as easily and not have sort of cheated. And improved her character a little bit probably. Yeah, exactly. Because she didn't, you didn't get the impression that she cared about anything. Because honestly, after this, she's like, oh, I'm MJ. And then it's like, oh, she's an exile love interest. I don't want Peter to be with her. You know, like she, she's like, he can do better than her. I think Ben's like, no, she's perfect. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I feel like of all the things you would be a fan of the decision to not put them. Oh together. yeah. No, no. I, I want her to be with me. Exactly. <laughs> but the, like, she didn't even, she didn't care about, I mean, she didn't even care about her appearance in this movie. And obviously that was a creative decision of like the makeup department, but she didn't, she didn't do anything with her hair. She didn't wear any makeup. And see, I'm not, that's, I mean, that's obviously an individual's decision, but. Feminism. I'm not. Okay. I, I think that if you, it, if you care about yourself, you care about your appearance a little bit. Yeah. To a certain no, yeah. extent. I mean, in her defense, um, we didn't, she wasn't very well characterized. We didn't really get to see who she actually is. Yeah. It was almost to the point where like. The whole time you're like, so why is this girl in this movie? Right. So if like, if she's gonna be more characterized in the future, I would say let's give her a chance. Um, let's see how Marvel does it because well, Marvel's really good at stuff. All I'm saying is that we got a little taste of Peter Parker in Civil War and we all said the exact same thing about Tom Holland that we said about him in this movie. So... True. First impressions... <laughs> When I it don't comes know, shut to up. <laughs> first impressions of Marvel characters are often correct. I agree with that completely, yeah. So I think that, I mean, I will hold out hope. I uh, I place almost a completely blind hope in this Marvel Cinematic Universe because it's clear to me that they know what they're doing 97.8% of the time. <laughs> 97 so, point not Iron Man 3% of the time. Well, okay. <laughs> If we're gonna or get, Iron Man 2, let's be fair. I was going to say, if we're going to dig into that, we have to admit that the worst Iron Man movie is not Iron Man 3. You're right. You're no. absolutely right. It's, <laughs> it's Thor the Dark World. <laughs> okay, be careful. One of the screen fellas is actually a very, uh, a very, I'm losing the word. He really likes Thor the Dark World. I'll fight so. him. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, we should talk about the, the very, not the post credit scenes, but the very end with Peter Parker deciding not to be a part of the Avengers and to stick in New York. I mean, that's going to change. 
It will change. I mean, Infinity War comes out in less than a year, and he's on the list. Yeah, so. well, that, that's kind of what I thought, was I was like, what, you become an Avenger? And then they're like, nope, stay upstate. You can't leave. Like, I feel like there's a reason they have the term, not in these movies, but there's a reason the term Avengers Assemble exists. It's because they don't they all, all have their sit own together. They yeah, live together. They have the their own spot. personal I mean, trials. and Hulk are on a different planet. Yeah. yeah like, they, so... They, I think they can get off the leash. Like, I think he could have been a part of Avengers. And also, here's how I thought it was going to play out the whole movie. What I thought was going to happen was, you know, obviously, obviously he wasn't going to go upstate because the whole he's like, my life here is done. And we're like, we know that it's not. We know you stay in New York. I thought what was going to happen was Tony to be like, look, the Avengers need to leave New York, but I need to know New York is being left in good hands. You are now the official protector of New York. You need to stay here and make sure that anything that comes to it is being fought off. I think that would have been cooler if it was Tony Stark's decision to say, look, like once the Avengers needs you, it's a different story, but like, let's stay in New York for now. You handled this and you proved to me that next time something comes, you know, next time something happens to my personal property. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) See, I saw it a little bit differently. The way I saw it was um, when Tony Stark offered him the the position, um, he was kind of saying, Come up to Albany and and train with us because right now, as we know from the end of Civil War, they have new Avengers in Albany training. Yeah, to be the Avengers right. and and um and Peter was kind of like, my city needs me. You know, I'm kind of I've spent the past couple years or wh- however long he's been Spider Man. I have Liz to get back to. Yeah, exactly. Oh, kind wait. of solidifying myself as <laughs> your friend. <laughs> <laughs> your um. How do you tell her you're Spider Man now? Yeah. Oh my. Okay. That was something that I agreed with you on. I feel like he really could have... I feel like he was really... For a lot of the movie, he was he was mature by the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, more mature, at least. And I feel like I would have kind of liked a little bit of indulgence at the end when she was giving him the third degree about leaving her and, like, like abandoning him all the time. And she was like, whatever you're going through, I hope you figure it out. I really... I'm totally with you on that. That Figure I, out having superpowers. Yeah, like. I, I really <laughs> wish that, it, that he would have been like... I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> like, <laughs> and just like been like, here, climb up wall. See? <laughs> That's you what I'm going now. for. <laughs> Try to think about what my life is like. But you figure this out. That guy who took down your dad, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> like, so we're your dad is really date. intimidating. Yeah. By the way, when we had the talk, he pulled a gun on me. <laughs> like, a gun. <laughs> I, like, homecoming was the least of my problems. You do realize that I almost died several times when I when homecoming happened, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you know what happened to you in the elevator? Yeah. Oh, think about that now. You got, you got, you got stood up. Okay, I was almost crushed <laughs> by like concrete. I loved the very clear jab at the Amazing Spider-Man with the elevator scene. Yes! Because, you know, he goes down and yes. he's webbed down and, <laughs> and catches Liz, where, you know, at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, that's he does it and she dies. Spoilers and for it's kinda, Amazing Spider-Man 2, and, and, not that anyone wants to see that. And movie. it's kind of like, no, this is easy. <laughs> I can just see? do this. <laughs> Yeah, I turned I turned to you and I was like, it's almost like they're trying to show them up. I think that's exactly what they were doing. I, I thought that scene played out so well because like if there was any situation to make her fall in love with Spider-Man more, 
that was the situation. Like everything yeah. played out perfectly. We're like, he saves everyone's life, and then hers individually. <laughs> <laughs> See, it just it can happen. Yeah, it oh played out very gosh. well. It was the the classic Spider-Man meets up with his crush in suited armor, not mm. armor, but in his suit kind well, of it moment. Was kind of armor at that point. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, we we talked about he that. He didn't. I, I mean, half of that half of that scene wasn't. I mean, he had the drone, and he had. Like, a bunch of other things that helped him out. And I feel like, all right, without those things, those people would have died. Yeah, It would have been The Amazing Spider-Man, too. Yeah, right. It's, it really, that, that's, that's the thing. Spider-Man's got to be able to figure out his problems on his own. And that's where, that's the direction it did eventually go when at the end, when Tony's like, well, if you're nothing without the suit, then you shouldn't have it, which stands in... Stark contrast to, <laughs> okay. to what he says at the in the Avengers when he's when he's you know having a pissing contest with Cap and he's like you you take off the suit and what are you like you're nothing and all right well then what do you think of this situation now where he's like well if you you're nothing without the suit then you shouldn't have it well like, he has a pretty good retort he's like billionaire playboy something philanthropist yeah. Yeah. like I'm a lot of stuff genius billionaire play, playboy Philanthropist. Billionaire, there's no way to philanthropist. You can't pronounce philanthropist the right way the first time. <laughs> All right, now you're just bragging. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I just, I um, lost my train of thought. So no, that's totally fine. Yeah, I, the, especially at the end. That's where we were at, right? Talking about the end with yes. Tony Stark. Yes. When he sh- reveals to him the the very clear homage to the Iron Spidey uh, outfit, just without mm. the extra appendages, when he reveals that suit and he and he gives them that decision, that moment I was thinking, if he accepts this offer, I'll not be happy because don't wear that suit. You know, like that's that's not who Spider Man is. You don't need. You it. will have taken me just far enough out of the comics for me to say, all right, that that's the tipping point. That's the that's the last straw. I'm glad he didn't. Uh, didn't take that offer up. Uh, and, you know, it's just still, I think the way it played out at the end could have been played just a little bit better. I don't know. It it kind of reminded me, you know, it was starting to feel like a standalone film. And then they reeled me back into the, oh, yeah, and by the way, this is part of the MCU. And, you know, if 20 years from now, if someone never... If someone never knew about, like, saw the MCU films, like a kid or something, you can't show them this film. You know, I mean, I don't think that I don't think that you should. I think that this this is part. I mean, yes, it's a great movie, but I think that if you want just a standalone Spider-Man movie, you mm-hmm. need to watch the at least the first Sam Raimi movie because that's not the that's not the purpose that this movie was serving. Yeah. So yes, it would be nice to eventually get one where it's just him. Maybe that's, I know that the, I mean, the amazing Spider-Man two was confirmed before this was even released mm-hmm. 2019. Uh, so maybe that will be a little bit more intimate. I mean, I know that I Hopefully. Iron Man. Wow. Tony, no, not Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Same difference, right? Yeah. Um, I know that he has said that he wants to, he doesn't want to play, Iron Man long enough for it to get embarrassing. I don't know how many more Iron Man, you know, appearances on screen. Ten. Ten. <laughs> He's contractually obligated. Um, I don't know how many more of those we're going to get. I know that Infinity War is coming up, but is he confirmed in any more MCU movies after that one? No. I mean, I think he could be dying in that film, personally. I'm predicting it. Yeah. The first Infinity War movie. Either him or Cap so, are going to die. 
I mean, it, it, it doesn't sound like there's much more intrusion to be made after mm. if that does happen. I mean, we already know we're getting Infinity War. If you're predicting that he's dying, then in, in Amazing Spider-Man 2, who is there to make it connect to a larger universe necessarily? Yeah. It's going to be more. If he does die, having been... Uh, Spider-Man, having been Peter Parker's like hero this whole time, may, it might be a little bit more introspective. It might be a little bit more, all right, now let's get that standalone coming-of-age movie, uh, getting to know kind of the inner workings of Peter Parker and his more intimate relationships like we did in the Sam Raimi trilogy. If you ask me, I, I think that's that might be where the MCU is going after Infinity War. I, I think that they might try to focus on more uh, um, intimate threats and more intimate movies and not have every almost every movie be such high stakes Mm -hmm. you know and that's totally fine with me it doesn't get higher than infinity war yeah i mean it's like the biggest event in the marvel universe right exactly so you know you can't really get bigger i mean i am kind of anxious that it's gonna stop after that because i know that we get the amazing spider-man uh too but i mean there's like I mean, for the last five years or so, I've been following this cinematic universe pretty closely. And I've seen, you know, oh, Iron Man 3 in development, Thor The Dark World in development, Thor Ragnarok in development. After this, there's, I mean, there are more movies, but you don't see as much with Captain familiar Marvel, characters. Black Panther. I think I mean, that after but that's Infinity, War, Infinity War, the Avengers will be almost completely reformed and like yeah. there will be very few original members yeah i mean i which i think will be cool that's how the comics are it's like they're getting closer and closer to the comics with just how big the universe is getting i mean you gotta remember they can take their time they release two to three movies a year and so they've they've set themselves up with enough heroes you know dr strange black panther you know uh scarlet witch you Ms. get an origin story <laughs> <laughs> you get an origin story basically yeah like i think that they can run it another three to five years before running the wheels off this cart. I mean, ideally, I'd love for it to just keep going forever, but the rational part of me says this superhero craze that's been going on since, like, 2005 is probably coming to an end eventually. Uh, Someday before the Earth crashes into the sun? Basically, I will say this. After it ends, after, you know, they finally, you know, put the, the bookend on this this whole thing or whether it fizzles i can't <clears throat> i can't wait till i'm like 50 or 60 or whatever and just watch all these movies i know i was gonna say no, there's gonna be one it's gonna be great one heck of a movie marathon week long movie marathon. i know I, we just um on the podcast on our youtube channel check us out screen fellas we uh we just we're coming out soon with a um a top 10 mcu movie uh video a countdown and um I I was thinking about this as I was doing the list and I was like it's it's incredibly strange for any franchise to have a competitive top 10 list because yeah. once you get past uh maybe two you really start it's it's an exponential decay yeah. oh, when yeah. it comes to the quality of movies ah, they they figured it out have a billion characters yeah exactly <laughs> just have so Keep many characters yeah. that you can come up with original storylines yeah. original air quotes included uh original storylines every time because because the arc is so similar in every marvel movie what what movie were we talking about again was it spider-man <laughs> no i'm just kidding um but yeah so like with the spider-man movie i think was just such like i, I never thought that this was going to be in the mcu 
Like, I think we can agree. There were moments we were like, oh, the contracts just don't line up. This isn't going to be a movie that's part of the MCU. And the fact that it is now, I think the fact that the most iconic superhero of all time may be second to Batman and Superman, like the fact that the most, the most iconic, iconic Marvel superhero definitely the most iconic Mar- Marvel superhero uh, of all time. The fact that you're adding him to the equation, I think is going to increase the longevity of this uh, cinematic universe for quite a few years. I mean, even if everything died out, I'd be like, could you keep making the Spider-Man films? <laughs> yeah, it was the McRib of spy- of uh, superhero movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, this was this was a great way to. I mean, they did a great thing with the hand that they were dealt. Yeah, like you said. I think the thing that that taught that for me says how good this movie is is there's a few movies where you sort of feel it. You're like. Oh no, we're in the third act of the movie. This thing is winding down now. And you're like, no, 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 please don't, don't let it end. Don't let it end. I just want, like, I had that feeling with this movie where I could feel that the movie was winding down. And I don't know if it was, I don't know what the runtime for this film was. About two hours and 13 minutes, I think. Yeah. So for me, that felt short. Yes. It was, it was, it was, it was such a good movie, but it felt short, not because it, two hours and 13 minutes is a long, time to sit in a chair. Yes. But like, it felt short because of how much fun I was having. I didn't want it to end. I would not mind if this ran for 235. Like, it, that should tell you how good this movie is, is how much I wanted it to just keep going. I think you guys probably feel similarly about it that. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't have much of a, an attention span for movies that are two, more, two plus hours long. Um, I know that the Transformers movies felt like, I mean, I felt like multiple days were passing. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I mean, I, I almost, uh, this is interesting listeners. I almost walked out of, uh, the last night, um, 20 minutes before it was over because I just didn't feel like wasting any more of my life on this franchise. On that franchise. Um, no, I don't have any, any, like, like, I don't write reviews or anything that are tying me to having to see a movie. I consider myself pretty smart for just ignoring that movie altogether. <laughs> I know, and I imagine that I wouldn't blame you even in the slightest for walking out on that movie. Even if you're like, you know, what, I have a review to write, but what is this going to add to it? Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I, 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 if something, if I go online and everyone's saying the last 20 minutes completely turned the entire movie around, then I'll pay to see it again. But, uh, I take it back. That's not worth it. Um, That's not how movies should be. <laughs> no, I know. But regardless, I, uh, I've said that multiple times in a lot of my reviews that I don't have much of an attention span unless the movie is really, really is incredibly magnetic. I don't have much of an attention span to sit through. Once I get to the, like the two hour mark, it's for me kind of, you know, uh, I start to lose interest a lot. It's kind of, again, an exponential decay. I did not even... I don't want to have to feel like I'm at a movie. I want to feel like I'm being a part of it. Yeah. And that's that's what it was like. It was like a long joyride of just awesome. Yeah. Like, if you walk out of this movie and don't think, man, I wish I was Spider-Man. Exactly. <laughs> then I this left, movie didn't speak to you. I, there's very few movies where I leave them and I think, man, my life sucks. <laughs> you know? This movie will make you and hate your life. It's like, thanks, Marvel, for creating something I literally will never be able to experience. <laughs> well, I mean, I think most movies are like that. Some movies are like that. 
I mean, how many times Most have you movies, yeah. been trapped in the Middle East and had to build your way out with a giant suit? Mm, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> Occasionally. Time, time. Like last Tuesday. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, the last thing that I want to say is just the cap cameos. Awesome. Um, the PSAs. Uh, the post credit scene, I would say, regardless of what Cap would have you believe, it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, those or were... Or even like when, when he's standing next to Hannibal Buress in the gym, uh, gymnasium and, you know, they're doing the PSA to all the gym students. And it's just like... This is such a real school thing. Yes. <laughs> it's like it's like when Christian Slater is on, you know, the the, the office. Yeah, yeah, like the you well, so now you work for Saber, Saber. you know? <laughs> um but uh, and then they were like, I'm pretty sure this guy's a war criminal now. Um, <laughs> regardless, I just wanted to give those a shout out because they were consistently hilarious. Um but I think it's about time to wind down this episode. Um, if you could describe your response to this movie in one sentence, one sentence, what would it be? Ben, go. Ah, oh, jeez. It's probably not a sentence because all of the words are good adjectives. <laughs> <laughs> Just the longest list you can possibly... Of good words, yeah. But amazing is not one of them. No, because that's, you know... Too close to home. Yeah. It's too soon. Ah, it's too soon. Carson? Um, I would say what the MCU has been needing since the beginning. Wow. Again, high praise. And and excellent and amazing and awesome and fantastic <laughs> and just you, the best. You should probably see it. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. see it. Definitely yeah. see it. Re- um, regardless, don't harp too much on the negatives that we said. So, yeah, if you could rate it out of 10. 11. <laughs> For me to give something a 10, I have to have zero negatives. So I guess I would put it at like a, a nine and a half, nine, seven, five. Yeah, wow. That's my honest answer is yeah. a nine. Because I did have like two things. A few nitpicky things yeah. to say. Yeah. I mean, I gave it a 7.75 just because the first two acts. Because you hate fun. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's me. Um, no. I mean, that's just me being realistic yeah. about my response to the movie, but still well worth the price of admission. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds that sounds like it's pretty pretty comprehensive in its uh, coverage of of the movie. Um, one last thing: what what media are you guys ingesting right now that you would recommend to our our audience? Ah, oh, you first. <laughs> um. So you know, I'm I'm native to here in Rochester, and we had the Jazz Fest recently, and I went and saw this band Caravan Palace. And when I tell you one of the best concerts I've ever been to for like a free concert at a festival, uh, just amazing. I've been listening to them for a while and sort of that reinvigorated my love for the band. So definitely Spotify, Caravan Palace, look them up. They're a French band. They're like swing, uh, like swing electronica, which is a very unique, uh, very, you, you just gotta listen to it. And then also, uh, my new YouTube channel. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, well, that was the first question. Where are you? Carson James Argena. If you type that in, A-R-G-E-N-N-A, if you type that in on YouTube, you'll find me doing cover songs. It's a lot of fun. a job. And Ben, what media? Hmm. I always seem to be watching um, a different DC show, and I always recommend them. Some seasons are stronger than others. 
But um, the DC shows on the CW, I would definitely say give them a try because even if the late, uh, seasons in the middle aren't as strong, if you start at the beginning, you will be hooked. So, any DC show? Ah, uh, okay. Um, not Legends of Tomorrow, but the other ones, yeah. But <laughs> all the other ones. The other yes. ones. And uh, is you got any- push through the beginning of Supergirl because it gets worth it. <laughs> it gets worth it eventually. Um, and where can you be found on social media other than Carson? <laughs> um, Ben Ralston. <laughs> if you have any more, is my name on. On Twitter and Facebook. <laughs> so, yeah. Sounds if good. If you want to laugh, you know, don't go to mine. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you where to go. Yeah. Um, all right. That sounds good. And as loyal listeners will know, I'm Brianna Manzano, and I am the head writer for The Screen Fellas. And this has been a breakdown of Spider-Man Homecoming. Thanks for listening. Thanks. <laughs> We're keeping that in. <laughs> <laughs>